either I clicked on something online that I shouldn't have clicked on or the internet is making an assumption about me. Oh, what was it? I, and, and you know what? Maybe it's not just me. Maybe I'm going to say this out loud and you'll be like, oh my gosh, me too. But I feel like online I have been inundated with gross ads. Oh my gosh, me too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it's not just me. Like earwax removal and just gross, just gross stuff that is like the ad is accompanied by really gross images. Yes. Okay. So I actually texted, I hadn't even told you this. I texted one of my girlfriends because she routinely on her Instagram account does why the F am I being targeted with this Yeah, and shows the ads that she's being targeted with that are completely out of left field. Like yeah. why would someone think that I would need this? Right. So I texted her of the one that I got on Thursday and said, just got this ad. I am asking you why it is a picture of shrimp poop. And the ad says this was on Instagram. The Frogmore shrimp cleaner allows you to peel, take the poop out and butterfly shrimp in one single smooth motion. Elegantly designed and easy to use. It gives you a perfect shrimp every time. Then there's a picture of the shrimp poop and it says it's poop. That's what I don't understand. I don't want to see shrimp poop on my feet. But that's the thing is like there was um, I got one for some earwax dissolver cleaner like Q-tip alternative. Right. And they could have just said. Don't use Q-tips because they could be dangerous or whatever. I think that was the gimmick. Right. Yeah. Q-tips don't you're not supposed to use them. They could have said that or whatever, but they showed a picture of like a clump of earwax and then they labeled it earwax. What is who is sitting in a marketing meeting being like, you know, what's genius. Let's show them shrimp poop and a clump of earwax. And then the other thing, too, that it drives me nuts about it is I always it causes me to pause, which makes me think that the robots that run the Internet are are aware that I paused on it. So now they think I'm interested. Well, here's why I think you're getting that ad. I think that our phones, I have moved past. Well, I have accepted that our phones listen to us, whatever. Right. I think they also watch us and I did not get that ad, but I also don't use Q-tips to clean my ears every day. You do. Yes. Or two days ago, I, Ellie was wearing this cute black shirt that I got from an online baby boutique Made no mention of it. Didn't show it on my Instagram. Like I just took a story of her th- wearing it. Yeah. Didn't say anything about yeah. it. Then it popped up as an ad for me. The same shirt that she had on. So creepy. That's weird. And I said nothing about baby clothing. I said whatever. I was showing Ellie playing with a toy. Well, at least they didn't show a clump of Ellie's poop wearing the shirt. That's true. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Skinny Pop popcorn 
the snack food. So good. Um, and along the same lines is I hate the person who left us a voicemail talking about how much popcorn they eat and how they will tear through a bag of that because ever since you left that voicemail and I heard it, it's all I've been thinking about. So I bought a bag yesterday and it will be gone today. It is so easy to eat that stuff. Yeah. It like melts in your mouth. Yes, it's so good. Delicious. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that we are doing Weight Watchers together. I know we've said that we're doing it together, but usually it's like me doing it and you dabbling in it, and you seem very committed this week, and it makes me really happy. Yeah, I figure now that lockdown is is, and I I know at least one other person who's doing this. I'm sure a lot of people are, but now that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, that it seems like. More and more people are eligible for the shots. I'm seeing more friends getting the shots. The world is starting to return to some level of normal. And I figure I need to get my quarantine 50 off or however much weight I gained. You know what was really weird and kind of threw me off? And I know that this isn't a topic, but I feel like we should talk about it anyways because I'm half fascinated by it, half like, well, this is weird. So someone mentioned to me on Instagram that if you're overweight, you in the state of Georgia, which is where we live, you now qualify for a coronavirus vaccine. Yes. So I looked up because it's like a BMI thing and I don't know my BMI. Like I just don't BMI stuff like that. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know. I don't know mine. So it's, it's weight based on height, right? Is that how you figure it? Yes. Okay. So I tie in and the person that sent me was like the nicest message and was like, hey, I know that you are like not super happy about the way you look right now. But an upside for you is if your BMI is over a certain point, you are considered overweight and you can get a COVID vaccine. So I looked it up yesterday. I am overweight. Go for it. Do it. Here's the thing to everybody. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I I am a, like so on one you know side of that is oh my gosh what an upside that's awesome on the other side I'm like huh I think <laughs> a couple things one about the BMI thing I think that that number is like it it is not a severe number does that make sense like it's not. It's, it's a measurement, but it shouldn't, it's not an alarming measurement. You you don't have to be drastically overweight to be off that chart, I think. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I rem- remember someone telling me that before. Like, the even healthy people can be over the BMI. I wouldn't consider myself drastically overweight. Yeah. So that is number one. So I number two, I saw on Facebook, like the day before yesterday, somebody saying that they qualified for the shot because they were A, B, and C. Like they had they, the BMI score counted. They had something that compromised their immune system. They had a couple things. They qualified for it in whatever state they lived in. But they weren't going to get it because they thought there were people who need it more. Here's what I say to that. If you can get the shot, get the shot. If you're going to get it. If you're one of yeah. those people who's who's refusing to get it, then that's your, you know, you're entitled yeah. to do that as well. But if you are if wanting the shot and are qualified to get the shot, then get the shot. Because the faster we get those shots into people, the faster the virus starts to fade. 
Yeah, it helps and, everybody. Correct. Mm -hmm. And you can look at some of the the data, and I'm not going to go into like, we don't do news really on the show, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But you can see in populations where the shot has been mass distributed, huge declines immediately. I didn't realize, and this is super naive, but I was reading about it um, also in the news a couple days ago, and I didn't realize that the vaccine, all three of them, were 100% effective at keeping you from dying or being hospitalized because of COVID. And that just like almost made me cry. I yeah. didn't realize it was like, I knew it was, you know, 95% effective and one was 75% or whatever, but that, I didn't realize it could literally save your life. Tell me if I am overreacting or if I am raising a valid point. Okay. Because when you go back to work on Monday, I... In I have been caught. I don't know what I am at that point because I could, the phrase would be stay at home, dad. Yes. S-A-H-D. D. Mm -hmm. Right. I think, and this is purely my ego weighing in on this, but I think that does a disservice to people who are working out of their house, I not agree. not just dads, but moms. Like I think there's going to be some moms who stay at home, especially you know the way that things have changed. Mm -hmm. People might now be working out of their house full or part time. So should there be a different label than stay at home dad, or am I overthinking it? Because technically, I am a. What about a working from home dad? W-F-H-D. Yeah, working from home dad or working from home mom. It has to be, it has to be A. So it has to be W because you have to be able to say it. So, so I would be a WAD. Working at home dad. A working at home dad, a WAD and a MAD. A working at home dad. Yeah. No, in a, a WAD and a WAM. Work at home dad, work at home mom. Wad and okay, wad go. and wham. Because you are going to be taking care of Ellie, right? What, like she doesn't go to school or anything. So, hundred percent of the time that you are home, you will also be working, but also taking care of our child. Correct. So, can we adopt that nomenclature? And how do we make it mainstream? I already forgot what it was. Working at home, dad. Working at home, mom. Yeah, wad and wham. Wad and wham. W-A-H-M-W-A-H-D. Because I do think that there should be a distinction between people whose full-time career. Well, no, because even single, if not single parents, but stay-at-home parents are still working. Yeah, that's taking, a full-time job is to be a stay-at-home parent. Yeah. But stay at. You're not saying it as like a one's better than the other thing, which I think is kind of how you were saying it. But like you don't mean it that way. What you mean is, you know. Well, now that I say it, now that I'm talking through it, probably over talking it. But now, <laughs> but now that I'm analyzing it, the the phrase "stay at home mom, stay at home dad" lends itself to leisure. Doesn't it? Like when you kind you're, of, which is I don't like anyways, because like I would say that probably any stay-at-home parent would say that there is zero leisure involved. Correct. In what they do. So now I don't like 
WAD and WAM because that does create a distinction and it does make one sound better than the other. So we just canceled out this whole segment pretty much. But then, but do we, but I think we, I, I don't so know. What, so if someone's like, oh, what does your husband do? Well, if somebody asked you, you would say he. Owns our business. Like he, he runs our business. Runs our, r- runs our business. And stays at home with their daughter. Right. But if somebody just stayed at home with their kid, they still work from home. Way overthinking it, right? Yeah. But am I making sense? Yeah. I okay. get you. All right. I get you. Over, overthinking, yet still logical. Welcome to the upside. I remember a couple of weeks ago how I was saying that um, the History Channel is like a love-hate relationship for me because some of the shows are so good and then some of them are so bad. And it feels to me like they're one or the other. There's no like middle ground of shows. And we watched one. What was the last one we were watching together? Was it about the Civil War? We watched one about the Civil War. Uh, and then we, then I think we watched another one about World War II. Oh yeah. Um, and Nazi Germany and stuff like that. And it was so interesting. Right. So then I'm like, I'm going to watch more shows. And I see one the other day when I'm sitting on the couch with Jeff and it's called the food that built America, which in my opinion is a genius show, right? Because they're talking about these mainstream food ideas, how they came to be, you know, and one of them in particular that I clicked on because I thought, oh, wow, how interesting was the history of American cheese and how Mr. Kraft, I forget his first name, but he invented American cheese, right? Flip that on. (laughs) Jeff was kind of zoned out and looking at his phone. And then he's like, yeah, you can turn this. And I was like, oh, no, but it's about the history of American cheese, which normally would be interesting. Then I started listening to what they were doing and the reenactment part of it, really, really bad. What were they? I don't even remember this. So one of the guys like walked in. So I guess there were craft brothers and one of them left like the craft whatever. And the other one wasn't. And one of the brothers walked into the room where the other one had been sitting. And he's like, he's like, well, you finally made it. And he's like, yeah, sorry, I'm late. And the other one goes, well, no wonder dad left me the business and not you. Like, (laughs) <laughs> it was what? It was a, no. That is stupid. It was a little forced drama for a show about cheese, right? Like it was and just it, a little silly. And the reenactments that they did on the shows about like the Civil War and Nazi Germany and stuff like that were, I feel like, a little more thoughtful, or they either didn't have commentary, or you know what I mean. But we're figu- we're trying to figure out how American cheese came to be, and they had already said. One of the brothers was left, whatever it was. Um, I was only half listening. And then they proceeded to say to have an interaction between the two brothers saying, oh, you're late again. No wonder dad didn't leave you the cheese business. <laughs> but did we ever figure out how why American cheese came to be? No, we turned it off because it was horrible. Well, now we have to figure out why American cheese came to be. Like, was it created just to be singles? Like, was it created? I'm going to Google it. American cheese invention. You know what I think it is on the History Channel? But why do they do that when they have such good shows and then because, they cheese it up? Be, uh, <laughs> because I think they, my guess is some shows get really big budgets and other shows get the leftover budgets. But the leftover budget, here's the thing, is you're paying people 
to do acting that doesn't need to be done. Take out the reenactments altogether. They could be interns. Uh, okay, so James L. Kraft patented a new method for manufacturing processed cheese in the year 1916 and began marketing it in the late 1910s. And the term American cheese began to refer to the processed variety of the traditional but more expensive cheddars made and sold in the U.S. So rather than apparently it's just a it's the process of making the cheese. It just it seems to be a little faster. Yeah. Then not as natural, not as natural processed. So there you go. The more you know Uh, and more useful tidbit. I want to thank uh, Instagram follower Sam for sending this life hack after hearing us uh, or hearing me talk about the self-sabotage anxiety creation trap that I fall into. Mm -hmm. He says, this is exactly what I do. Or she says, he or she, um, I'm assuming because their name is Sam. It was a he, could be Samantha. Uh, But Sam writes every day on his to-do list. The number one thing on his to-do list is stop creating stress. Thought that was brilliant. You should put that like on your computer monitor. I know because it uh, is so, it's such a reminder and it causes you to kind of check yourself when you see it and say, wait a minute, is this a productive thing that I'm doing or is this a stressful thing that I'm doing? I said to Jeff literally yesterday, what did I say to you? I was like, I feel like you're creating more stress for yourself. And your answer was, I totally am. Um, No, I thought my answer was, no, I'm not. I thought I, you said you weren't. No. I think what I'm doing is I'm trying to, I'm clearing out, it's taking me longer to clear out the, the, the clutter in order for me to streamline, and that's causing me stress. But here is what I find ironic, is that you said you weren't going to do that anymore. Here's the irony is that you're trying to get a clean slate so you can start fresh and start your new way of doing things. Yes. But you're doing your old way of doing things to get to the new way. The problem is if you looked at my to-do list and you looked at my emails, you would see there's stuff that can't just be deleted. Hmm. Like there are things that I just can't erase. Like I can't not do them, but they've been sitting in there. I, I responded to one email I I have been responding to, I responded to an email about two hours before we started recording from September of last year. Oh my God, Jeff. Yeah. But was that email more important than the one? Thousand percent. Hmm. I mean, you could argue that it's not because it's been sitting there without a response, but it's something that, that needed a response. And I was able to put into that email like, hey, so... They actually owed us something mm-hmm. and they didn't deliver. So I was following up to say, hey, are you ever going to deliver on this? Um, but I was able to write in there, so sorry I didn't follow up 30 days after sending it, but my daughter arrived. Um, Thank you. Baby excuse. <laughs> but once that stuff's cleared out, I'm not like I'm not going to deal with her. I'm going to I'm already processing the new stuff that comes in completely differently. Either handle it or delete it. That's good. Your way of processing it is really stressing me out. Sorry. 
but I'll start this on the to-do list. So thank you, Sam. Stop creating stress. Number one on your to-do list. We have a new March of Appreciation word for you today. I would like to tell you the two new prizes have been claimed. One of them, um, one of our winners was Michelle from Texas. She wanted the Barefoot Dreams blanket. Amazing choice, Michelle. It's my favorite. And Brittany from Georgia claimed the Newton baby mattress. So we will be getting them their prizes. Those are off the list for the rest of you. I was going to say for the rest of you, but Michelle and Brittany can both enter in again. Yeah. Today's word is popcorn. Text the word P-O-P-C-O-R-N to 800-434-5454. And don't forget, you are trying to win these great prizes that you can find on CallieandJeff.com, but you're also in the running for $999 cash, which we will give away on the 1st of April. And it's our way of saying thank you for voting us to be number one on Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 chart for nine consecutive months. I love cereal, but I do not love that it has all the junk in it, which is why we switched to Magic Spoon cereal in our house. There are zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free, and it is so delicious. Magic Spoon will be releasing two new amazing flavors this month for a limited time only. So get them while you can, okay? We're talking about cookies and cream and maple waffle. And oh my gosh, that sounds so delicious. You can also build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, and cinnamon. I love the fruity and frosted together. So good. Also, if you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream, maple waffle, or a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. Be sure to use promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. Again, this offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off. ButcherBox is a no brainer. The best meat shipped right to my door can be right to your door as well. That means you're going to have one less trip to the grocery store. That means you're not going to have to think about the quality of meat that you're getting. It's going to be automatic. You don't need to get the same exact thing every single month, by the way. Sure, you can sign up for one of their subscription boxes, but you can also customize your own so you get exactly what you want and what your family loves. Every box, regardless of how you do it, is going to have about 10 pounds of meat, which is enough for two dozen individual meals. All the meat free of antibiotics, free of added hormones. It's really the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat to your door. It works out to be about $6 per meal and free shipping nationwide, unless you're listening in Alaska or Hawaii. So if you want to make mealtime moments feel special year round, contact ButcherBox today and start getting the, the meat that you need to make those meals special delivered right to your door. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription. But you have to go to butcherbox.com slash upside. That's butcherbox.com slash upside.
We love Bomba socks in this household. They are super comfortable. I personally love the no-shows and I replaced all of my socks with Bomba socks because I love the way they feel. And one of my favorite features about them is that they don't have the seam in the toe, which is so uncomfortable, especially when you are working out. And I'm working out so much right now. That is not a bother. And I love it so much. I also love that they give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. So for every pair of socks that we buy, Bombas donates a pair to people in need. And they have worked with so many homeless shelters to give socks to the shelters because it is the number one most requested item, which I never knew before we started working with Bombas. And it is so important that we get socks in the hands of people that need them. The socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes that is especially important right now. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. I go back to work from maternity leave on Monday. Now, last year was really weird. And here's kind of what happened where I work. And I... <laughs> the understatement of the show. Last year was really weird. It was weird. Um, so here's kind of what happened at my office last year. So around the time I found I would out that I was pregnant... Coronavirus pretty much shut our office down. And we have a huge office building. I work at the CNN Center, and there were only essential workers in the building. And even some official essential workers were um, set up to work from home. So they were getting the office down to a bare minimum. I was one of the people that was uh, in the building. And I did that kind of voluntarily saying, hey, I'm good to be here, you know, whatever, because my role really isn't super conducive to working at home. And I volunteered to do two other jobs because it's just what we were doing and trying to figure out who could do what. I was so excited to jump into that. Now, when I left, I was crossing my fingers and hoping by the time I got home from maternity or back from maternity leave that I would be back to my old job because I realized that I wasn't really using anything in my skill set with the addition of the two new jobs. Um, And while I was super excited to have a job at all, I just, you know, I missed doing what I'm good at. Yeah which is one of the reasons I love my job. So I got a phone call yesterday that I will be going back to my old job starting Monday. Nice. And um, they're letting me go back to my original role, which is where my skill set is and what challenges me. And I'm so, so excited that I get to do that again. And I'm really happy about it. I think that is um, like just an opportunity to – expand on that. Like when I was years ago, when I was working in radio, I went from an on-air position. I took a job that was completely off air and hated it. Like did, did not like it. Um, and was able to recognize what parts of the, like, for whatever reason, I'm actually really impressed that I did this because I was pretty young. I was in my like maybe mid twenties, mm-hmm. but I just 
was very aware that if I was going to continue working in radio, there I needed to be in the studio and it needed to be an on-air job. Even if my on-air role was small, mm-hmm. I needed to be able to contribute to the conversation in order to be fulfilled. And I think that's an important question to ask because, yes, a paycheck is important. Yes, benefits are important. Yes, having stuff on your resume is important, but but also what is important is your own peace of mind and your own personal fulfillment. Personal fulfillment. So if you're doing something at work that brings you absolutely no joy or no well, that's that I think that misclassifies what you just said. Because mm-hmm. you enjoyed the learning process. But if what you're doing at work is not fulfilling you, it might be worth like kind of doing a self. What do you call like check a, in? Like, like just a, saying, is this really what I want to be doing? And I think that um And is there a way for me to not do it? And I think for me, one thing I've learned about myself, and it took me a while to know this, is that I need to feel like my role is evolving to be fulfilled. And I need to feel like there's new challenges for me or things I don't know. I am not someone that would be happy at the same role that never changes. That's the same every day for 20 years. It just is not personally fulfilling to me. Um, And the job that I am lucky enough to have really does challenge me in a different way. And every day is completely different. So I know that that's a part of myself that, you know, is really important when I'm looking for a job is that I need something that is different and and constantly challenging me. And I used to work with someone who I didn't, I'm like you, like always, there always needs to be some sort of development. And, and I used to work with somebody who I would challenge to find that sort of development. And finally, at one point she sat me down and said, I don't want that. Like my, what makes me happy is just laying low, staying under the radar, like, Doing my Getting job. Getting my paycheck. Yep. I, w- I want my routine. I like my comfort. So I don't need to try to get a promotion. And I was like, huh, okay. But she was just very confident. And totally fulfilled in that. Yeah. All right. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. You've probably heard us say on this show that we will never talk about hard news. But I got to bring up. Even though we've already done it the show. What are we talking about? Uh, the vaccine. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like hard news, like reporting on news. But but um, I have to bring something up uh, here for my first random thing. And it's election fraud. Laura Carroll and her daughter, Emily Grover. Oh, my gosh. I saw this yesterday. This is the craziest story. They were arrested in Florida because they hacked into the school's computer and cast 117 votes for uh, Emily Grover to be homecoming queen. Uh, Laura is her mom. Emily is the daughter. And they have been charged with conspiracy to misappropriate misappropriate credentials. Because her mom is a school official. She works at the school district. Which is what makes it illegal, I think, is because they like pretty much hacked into yeah. her Con- mom's work system. Con- conspiracy to, to uh, misappropriate a credential, which is basically using a badge to get a benefit. Yeah, so, so used- it's not like they were, you know, writing in six extra votes yep. and putting them in a box. Like, okay, I have so many thoughts about, <laughs> about this and I was reading this. Like, first of all, the lesson that that woman is teaching her, her daughter is un- 
real. Like I realize is why we have so many crappy people in the world. And that's because we have parents teaching their kids that they can cheat and manipulate their way to success. And I think that is disgusting. Right. Um, I also feel really sad for that girl because how sad would it be to have a parent being like, we know that you're not going to get this on your own. So we're just going to fake it. I didn't even think, you know what I mean? Like you're not good enough to get this on your own and you probably won't. So we're going to make sure (laughs) that you get it. And you're teaching your kid. Like, I don't believe in you on your own merit. So we're going to cheat your way to the top. Like I feel bad for that girl. It also makes me wonder if it could have been a situation where the daughter didn't really know what the mom was doing or the mom just said something along the lines of, uh, Emily, nobody's going to, this is going to be fine. This is going to be, this is no different than everybody, your competition, getting all of their cousins to vote. This is no different. I hate being someone to 1000% jump in and judge someone when I don't know the whole story, but I really find it hard to find another side of this. Uh, my second random thing is <laughs> uh, confirmation that air fried foods are healthier. Um, they did research. Does that make you feel good? So good. Uh, they did um, some research on uh, air fryers to make sure that they really do uh, make foods healthier. They got confirmation that, that that not only does it, some foods actually become more nutritious if they're air fried, including sweet potatoes, corn, beans, yams, and other. How leg- would you legumes. air fry beans? Like physically thinking of our air fryer and what it looks like, because it's in like a little mesh basket situation. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe like toast them. Like that. There's different because you're thinking of like the black beans that uh-huh. you would have with yeah. If we made like Mexican food for dinner, like side mm-hmm. side of beans, there's other kind of beans. I know. I just can't think of any kind of bean that you would put in an air fryer. You know the slogan, beans, beans, they're good for your heart. Cook them in an air fryer and they're healthier. <laughs> uh, and my third random thing is the American Kennel Club has just come out with their annual report of most popular dogs and the Labrador Retrievers. Number one on the list for the 30th consecutive year. Of course it is. French Bulldog has jumped from four last year to take the number two position, knocking German Shepherds down to three. (gasps) No, I love German Shepherds. And for the first time in the top 10 in seven years, welcome back, the Dachshund. Dachshunds are so cute. Jeff and I saw a long-haired one a couple days ago, and it was the cutest little thing ever. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I'm going to tell you something that I did, and you can't be mad at me because it only cost $1. But I think it's totally, uh, I'm such a sucker. Like, I know I'm a sucker, but it only costs $1, so you can't get mad at me. Okay. But... A guy, do you know what Clubhouse is? The app? I know you I know about it, but I don't really get it. It's basically a new social media platform. And I, I've seen a lot of chatter, if you will, about it amongst other podcasters because it's, it's, it's an audio, it's like an audio chat room, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. You but, use it. I use it, but I don't know how to just, I don't use it enough to be like, this is terrific or this is awful. It's just, it is. And uh, so anyways, the thing is, when it first launched, it was pretty exclusive. 
and you had to be invited by somebody else in order to use it. That's how they grew it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's still only available to people who have Apple devices. Okay. So it's, it's an exclusive thing. And a buddy of mine who has been trying to get an invite to, to Clubhouse and everything just shared something called The List. I think he created it. But basically, for $1, you can get your name on the list. And when he sent it to me, there were only 120 people on it. So I paid a dollar and we're like number 121 on the list. But you already are in Clubhouse. It has nothing to do with Clubhouse. He was he was springboarding off the exclusivity of Clubhouse and how everybody was clamoring to get an invite and people are feeling left out because they don't have Apple devices and all this other stuff. So he just started, quote, the list. All it is is a list of names. You pay $1, you get your name on the list. That is the dumbest thing I have ever I, heard. I thought the same thing and I laughed at it when I was looking at it. I was like, that was so funny. And then I moved down with my day. But then I went back and I was like, you know what? Something like this could end up going like viral. And because it's only a buck and hundreds of thousands of people could all pay a dollar to get on, quote, the list. And how dumb would I feel if we had a chance to be like in the top hundred and we didn't take it? So right now, the upside with Callie and Jeff is like number 121 on the list. Wow. Only cost a buck. Wow. So. Here's one dollar I'll never see again. Hi guys, I'm Kennedy Reyes. I literally love that Callie was on the voicemail. And I like that you are home and like safe. Say hi to baby Ellie for me, and then can you like do me a little favor? Can you do this on the podcast? Like, can you play this? Huh? Oh my god! Bye. Love you guys. We have talked about this before on the upside, the importance of making your bed every single day. Because when you make your bed, no matter what else goes on during that day you've accomplished something. And at the end of the day, when you climb into bed, you can acknowledge that accomplishment and feel like, well, you know what, even if nothing went right, the day wasn't a total loss. You know what a bonus is? When you climb into that well-made bed at the end of the day and you're sliding into the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. Of course, I'm talking about our partners, Brooklinen. There is a reason they have got over 50,000 five-star reviews. They've got sheets, they've got pillows, they've got comforters, they've even got loungewear, and it's all so comfortable. The first set of Brooklyn and sheets I got on the package, it said these sheets will actually get softer with every wash. And it was not a lie. These sheets are getting better and better with age. So if you want to experience what we are experiencing with the most comfortable sheets we've ever owned, head over to brooklinen.com. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's brooklinen.com and enter the promo code UPSIDE to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more, plus free shipping. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and the promo code is UPSIDE when you check out. Hey guys, I uh, just want to preface this by letting you know that I actually teach sleep hygiene. So yes, Jeff, you're 
correct on one point that um, the snooze in general and snooze, doze, snooze, doze, not so great, right, for the neurochemistry. Yeah, and please have fun to Dawn. If y'all can pull that, uh, yes, please. But anywho, what Callie is doing is easing herself into the day. So she's doing her job, which any of us who've been working from home these last few months know that might not be the best biomechanics, but it's much more calming to the nervous system to work on your laptop, in your favorite chair, lying in bed, et cetera, et cetera. Y'all have a baby, and it sounds like a pretty rigorous schedule ahead of you, so do what is easy and what is simple. And Callie, if laying in bed prepping for work is bringing you much more joy, it is actually helping your neurotransmitters. Do what's easy. Do what's light. Do what makes you happy. You might just have different personality types. Love you anyway, Jeff. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Kim in Atlanta. You were talking about dog training. You need to call your friends the Beermans because I share a dog trainer with them. His name is Gabe at Tenacity Dog Training, and he's the best. And, yes, he trains the people as well as the dogs, and you will be so happy you did it. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Just wanted to give a shout-out from one upsider to another upsider. I believe her name is Christina for the fantastic key lime pie recipe in the newsletter this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hate baking. My husband loves key lime pie. Um, it was so easy. So from Woodstock, New York to Woodstock, Georgia, thank you. Hi, Callie and Jess. Um, a few things. Um, Callie, you thinking that you were going to die on your road trip, that happens to a lot of people. I think it's an example of an intrusive thought. And if you haven't, I'm sure you're here in Sarah. I'm sure you've heard of intrusive thoughts. I'm pretty sure that's like a very classic example of an intrusive thought. Um, happy Monday. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I'm listening to you Tuesday's episode about Lily getting a dog trainer. I think it's a great idea. I used to work with a dog trainer. She actually moved. But, um, you know, watching the dog each week, um, you know, get professional help from this trainer um it really did help these people all right uh have a good day you guys just wanted to give you a piece of advice yes, definitely get a trainer for really stay with it maybe do it for like six weeks and you'll see a definite change okay bye you can't be perfect without knowing what imperfect is you have to experience imperfection at some point to go now i'm perfect i would urge anybody listening to really, really look into what their definition of success is, because it should be yours, not other people's perception and not their definition. So a win is always a win when you know what it is to you.